justitiae nim Dei, for the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. Worthy vicar, do we find anything here of relics? By faith man lives and is made righteous, not by what he does for himself, be it adoration of relics, singing of masses, pilgrimages to Rome, purchase of pardon for his sins, but by faith in what God has done for him already through his son. Dr. Martin, if you leave the Christian to live only by faith, if you sweep away all good works, all these glorious things you dismiss as mere crutches, what will you put in their place? Christ. Man only needs Jesus Christ. That is a classic clip from the movie Martin Luther, the 1953 version starring Niall McGuinness as Luther, here discussing Romans 117, the famous Reformation text. And Pastor John, as you know, Reformation Day is Monday, uh, the 499th anniversary of Luther writing out his 95 Theses, sending them to the Archbishop. So let's tackle two questions on what divides Rome and Geneva, or Rome and Wittenberg. The first one for today comes from Dan. Dear Pastor John, several of my evangelical friends have converted to Roman Catholicism in recent years. One key issue is over whether the Bible is our sole rule of faith. After reviewing some of the Catholic arguments, I have come to appreciate their persuasive force. As I've engaged Protestants, however, I've not yet found an equally persuasive defense of the Reformation doctrine of sola scriptura. Pastor John, I was wondering if you could please persuade me. Well, I don't know if I can persuade you. There there are... There are good books, and so um, maybe we'll make some of those known in the podcast. But here's what I, I want to say. Here's, here's what carries me, and if it helps, uh, it helps. I have three kinds of response, three responses, all of which, Dan, will, I hope, uh, help you resist the temptation to move toward the Roman Catholic Church. Here's my first response. If the Bible is God's word, by definition, no human authority or human institution can serve alongside the Bible with equal authority. Neither the Pope nor any human council or any scholar or priest or pastor or human tradition has the authority of the Bible, if it is God's word, and it is. Not only that, But the Bible itself nowhere grants to any person or ecclesiastical office an authority equal to its own. There are pastors and teachers which Christ gives to the church, according to Ephesians 4. Their job is not to impart revelation, but to stand on the foundation of the apostles and prophets And Paul makes plain in 1 Corinthians 14.38 that the authority of those in the church must always give an account to the scriptures, not themselves. That's the first response. Second response is that it is neither biblical nor wise. That's kind of a paraphrase of Martin Luther's famous statement. It is biblical nor wise to surrender one's conscience to any human authority outside the Bible. Indeed, it is impossible. Try to get me here now. It is impossible to have biblical faith in a truth one does not believe is in the Bible. It is not the nature of biblical faith 
It's not the nature of biblical faith or biblical submission or biblical allegiance to God and his word that it would bow to any man who teaches anything contrary to the scriptures, which means that the the final locus of authority is in the scriptures and the final court of appeal to what the scriptures teach is in the spirit-illumined conscience, not in a second authority outside the Bible and outside the conscience. And I say that that this conviction is rooted in the very nature of biblical faith and the nature of biblical submission. And, And here's what I mean. To say that another human authority outside the Bible could bind the human conscience against what it sees in Scripture is to demand that faith and submission not be an act of understanding, but only an act of blind submission to external authority. It is in the very nature of faith that a person cannot believe as biblical something contrary to what he sees in the Bible just because another person tells him it's so. You can't. It's the nature of faith. You can't believe is biblical what you don't see is biblical, no matter who tells you to. If I see one thing in the Bible but submit to an authority that teaches something different, I am de facto elevating that authority above the Bible. And I am attempting the impossible to believe as biblical what I see to be unbiblical. That's my second response. And the third response is this. And I've always been amazed that people don't seem to function this way. Namely, um, deciding what church to belong to. Don't at that moment just take the issue of authority into account and leave all the other doctrines aside. It seems to me that an evangelical who has shaped his convictions around biblical truth would have to simply close his eyes to be led in the dark in order to embrace the Roman Catholic doctrines of baptismal regeneration with its undermining of the biblical necessity of saving faith as a sign of the new birth and the doctrine of justification on the basis of what God works works in me, not on the basis of Christ alone through faith alone and the doctrine of transubstantiation at the mass and the transfer of grace through those physical instruments and practices and the doctrine of indulgences as strategies of penance and forgiveness, which the present Pope has brought forward again and made explicit. We thought that was all gone, and it's not all gone. And um, the veneration of Mary, which I just saw appallingly in my weeks, in in my days in uh, Italy a few weeks ago, and, and the prayers to her, elevating her in effect to a co-redeemer with the accompanying diminishing of the centrality of Christ in the piety of millions of people. So, in other words, when when you ponder the issue of authority, that is, the issue of Scripture alone versus the ecclesiastical authority of the Roman Church, are you willing to isolate that issue 
does not the entire sacramental system almost at every point contradict what you have seen in Scripture as an evangelical? And if so, are you willing to sacrifice your conscience and say, I do not see what I see? Thank you, Pastor John. And uh, that leads us to the weekend and then to Monday of Reformation Day, the 499th anniversary of Luther. And I want to know, Pastor John, when you celebrate the the Protestant Reformation, what are you celebrating in particular? There's so many answers to that question, but we want to hear from you on Monday. Until then, for more details about this podcast or to catch up on past episodes that we have released or to subscribe to the audio feed, even send us a question of your own. Go to our online home at desiringgod.org forward slash ask Pastor John. I'm your host, Tony Ranke. Have a great weekend. We'll see you on Monday.